The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own souls too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow, to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer day and night. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord. In 1933, Helen Keller wrote an article for the Atlantic Monthly. In it, she reflected on what she would do if she were given three days to see. It's a beautifully written piece and well worth a read. You can easily find it online by its title, Three Days to See. Keller began the article by reflecting on how most of us take life for granted, how we go about our daily tasks and business hardly aware of what she describes as our casual, even careless attitude toward the great gift of being alive. And then she wrote, and I quote, the same lethargy, I am afraid, characterizes the use of all our facilities and senses. Only the deaf appreciate hearing. Only the blind realize the manifold blessings that lie in sight. Particularly does this observation apply to those who have lost sight and hearing in adult life, but those who have never suffered impairment of sight or hearing seldom make the fullest use of these blessed faculties. 
Their eyes and ears take in all sights and sounds hazily, without concentration, and with little appreciation. She continues, Recently, I was visited by a very good friend who had just returned from a long walk in the woods, and I asked her what she had observed. Nothing in particular, she replied. Of this, Keller said, I might have been incredulous had I not been accustomed to such responses, for long ago I became convinced that the seeing see little. How was it possible, I asked myself, to walk for an hour through the woods and see nothing worthy of note? Those who have eyes apparently see little. If we are honest with ourselves, we must confess that at least to a certain degree, she's right about that, isn't she? We who are blessed with vision even when surrounded by wonder and beauty, often see nothing in particular. Most of the time, our, shall we call it, short-sightedness is of little consequence. We miss seeing all kinds of things, but life goes on, and we get along mostly just fine. However, when it comes to the gospel for today, what is seen turns out to be of enormous consequence. The story that you just heard from the second chapter of Luke shows up in worship only once every seven years when February 2nd falls on a Sunday, which makes this weekend our observation of the presentation of the Lord. February 2nd, marks the 40th day since Christmas, making Jesus just 40 days old, the age at which parents were required by the law of Moses to bring their firstborn son to the temple in Jerusalem. Now, as you can imagine on any given day, the temple was busy and active, and on this particular day, things were no different. Pilgrims, having come from near and far, were present to worship, to make sacrifice, and to leave an offering, and the priests were dutifully tending to their many responsibilities. Nothing, nothing at all about the Mother Mary, not more than a child herself, or the new father Joseph, bringing with him two turtle doves, the sacrifice of the poorest of the poor, Nothing gave any indication of the power, authority, or royalty that they carried with them into the temple, swaddled and cradled in the young mother's arms. There was no halo over the not-yet-six-week-old baby's head, no heavenly glow to set him apart. The angels weren't singing, the shepherds had returned to their flocks, the star in the sky was gone, and yet, when they walked into that crowded temple, one family among so many others, Simeon, a devout and righteous man, saw what nearly no one else seemed to notice. 
Simeon spontaneously took the child into his arms and praised God, singing, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon saw in that 40-day-old diapered baby what our church fathers worked so hard to describe in the words of the Nicene Creed. He saw God incarnate, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father through him, all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. As Simeon stood in the temple, holding God in his very own hands, he burst into song with words that Christians have been singing ever since. For 2,000 years, we have sung with Simeon the Nuctimidus, which is Latin for the first two words, now dismiss. It's appropriately sung at the end of the day before you retire and at funerals and during worship, after the celebration of the sacrament of Holy Communion. Perhaps you grew up in a church where this was the practice and you know these words by heart. Here we are, today, together, in the temple. When you go home and someone asks, what did you observe, what will you say? Will you say, nothing in particular? Or, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. I hope it's the latter, because today you will have seen just such a wonderful thing. In a few minutes, we will gather about the holy table, and you will receive a wafer, and just for a moment, like Simeon. You will hold the Son of God in your very own hands. After such a moment, how can anyone keep from singing, My eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord? And on your return home today, what will you observe? As you exit the parking lot and drive along County Road 6 and eventually pull into your own little neighborhood, what will you see? And this coming week, what will you observe? At school, at work, on your daily walk, as you volunteer your time or tend to a family member who needs your help? What will you see? C.S. Lewis said, We may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. What will you observe that leaves you in awe, crying out, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord? This past week, a group of us from St. Philip went to the Minneapolis Institute of Arts to practice Visio Divina. Visio Divina means sacred seeing. 
It's an ancient form of Christian prayer in which we allow our hearts and our imaginations to enter into an image, to sit with it in silence in order to see what God might have to say to us. When asked to describe their experience, participants used words like insightful, powerful, and revealing. To prepare for Visio, we began by reading the words from St. Paul who wrote to the Ephesians, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Certainly, Simeon knew something about seeing with the eyes of the heart. And you can too. It's as easy as pausing, attending, and noticing. A friend of mine spoke at her mother's funeral and she titled it, Lessons I Learned From My Mom. This was the first lesson and I quote, notice, really see the dew on the grass in the morning, the rosy sunset in the evening, and the color of a lake before a storm. And tell someone you love to notice it too. Friends, as C.S. Lewis said, the world is crowded with God. So, may the eyes of your heart help you to see the salvation of the Lord, and may that bring you great joy in the coming days. Amen.